0: Friends in Christ in this Lenten season we have heard our Lord's call to struggle against sin death and the devil all that keeps us from loving God and each other this is the struggle to which we were called at baptism within the community of the church God never wearies of forgiving sin and giving the peace of reconciliation on this night let us confess our sin against God and our neighbor and enter the celebration of the great three days, reconciled with God and with one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought word and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. And now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy God, source of all love, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus gave us a new commandment to love one another as he loves us. Write this commandment in our hearts and give us the will to serve others as he was the servant of all, your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: A reading from Exodus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat of it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it, your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance, the word of the Lord. Be to God. We will entome Psalm 116. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of the Lord.
2: I
0: invite you to stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to St. John. Took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, He said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Christ. invite you to be seated. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, starting on Ash Wednesday, we began looking throughout the season of Lent at the Lord's Prayer and at the petitions in the Lord's Prayer. And we continue that tonight with the sixth petition. In the sixth petition, the sixth thing we ask in the Lord's Prayer is lead us not into temptation. Sometimes more modern translations render this as save us from the time of trial. And perhaps the best way to understand what we're really asking in this petition is to hear it as, do not let us be drowned in trials and temptations, or do not let us be overcome by the forces working against God and working against us. And that's such an important petition, such an important thing to ask to remember on this night of Holy Thursday. Because it was on this night that all the powers of evil converged to work against Christ. It was on this night that the devil and the world thought that they were on the cusp of a conspiracy that would have God's son defeated. The devil, as we see in our gospel, working through Judas, thought he had Christ right where he wanted him, in the hands of evil men. The authorities of this world who wanted Jesus eliminated because his gospel proclaimed good news outside of their power, thought they were on the verge of silencing Jesus for good, getting rid of him. They threatened Christ with all the power they had. They promised him bodily pain, and they frightened his disciples so that he was left to endure alone. They set up an unjust trial to humiliate him and sent him to die an even more painful and humiliating death than even the worst criminals deserved. Christ was brought into the time of temptation. He was brought to endure the greatest trial a human could know of betrayal, of despair, of loneliness, of, of knowing that those closest to him, those whose feet he had just washed, were going to leave him. And he's brought into this trial And yet Christ endures, and he suffers all that the powers of evil could muster against him. And he overcame it. Christ overcame all of this for us. And so in the Lord's Prayer, when we pray, Lead us not into temptation. In many ways, we are praying a petition that has already been answered. Because it's been answered in Christ. And tonight we recognize that Christ has already endured. He has already overcome the time of temptation for us. The powers of the world and the powers of the devil are defeated. And we know and we confess that ultimately Christ is coming again to finally and completely destroy these powers and all the havoc they bring against us. Yes, Christ has overcome temptation for us. This, however, does not mean that we will not face temptations and trials, of course. Indeed, we do, and we will continually in this lifetime. Christ's victory, however, means that these powers will never have the final claim over us. We will not be drowned by temptations. We will not be overcome by them. Rather, Christ is the one who rescues us from the powers of evil. Luther says that, Through the work of Christ, God gives us power and strength to resist even though the attack is not removed or ended. We face trials. Yes, in this world we face many trials, we face many temptations, but we never face trials apart from Christ who has already overcome them for us. He gets us through every trial we face because he himself has already faced them and he himself has already overcome them. And so, because Christ is with us through all temptations, the temptations themselves are transformed in our perspective. Consider in the book of 1 Peter, in the first chapter, Peter writes, In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. St. Peter says that we can and we should rejoice during times of trial. And why? Well, because such times of trial reveal the authenticity of our faith. It's easy, of course, to say that we believe if we never face difficult times. It's in the moments of difficulty, however, that Christ becomes real to us. When we ourselves are lonely, it's our faith then that takes us to remember that the one who was abandoned in his suffering has promised not to abandon us. When we grieve a loss, we remember that Christ himself grieved and Christ himself now grieves with us. When we are in pain, when we're ill, We remember the one who faced unjust pain and humiliation, who has made us now his own. When we struggle with anger, with resentment, with hurts, we remember that the one who did not speak a word in his defense has been vindicated by God and now intercedes and speaks for us. In our trials then, we learn to trust that Christ has overcome for us and that Christ goes goes through trials with us. We remember on Monday Thursday as we read in the gospel that Christ has given his disciples a new commandment as well. He says to them, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. Christ has given us a true gift when we face the time of trial and that gift is the love of our fellow Christian. One of my favorite quotes comes from a book by the Lutheran theologian, and a man who himself faced many, many trials through this life, named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And Bonhoeffer writes, The Christian needs another Christian who speaks God's word to him. He needs him again and again when he becomes uncertain and discouraged, for by himself he cannot help himself without belying the truth. He needs his brother as a bearer and proclaimer of the divine word of salvation. He needs his brother solely because of Jesus Christ. The Christ in his own heart is weaker than the Christ in the word of his brother. His own heart is uncertain. His brother's is sure. This is precisely why Christ tells us to love one another. He gives us the gift of one another. When we face trials and difficult times, we need the love of one another to remind us that Christ is near. When we're weak, we can rely on the strength of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We can rely on their comforting words, their support, their encouragement. And so indeed, we all have a role in bearing one another's burdens and journeying with one another in our times of trial. And on this Holy Thursday, we remember the greatest gift that Christ has given the church, which is the gift of his body and blood and holy communion, Every time we gather together to receive the sacrament of the altar, Christ is saying to us, you are not going through this world alone. You are not going to suffer anything apart from my love. No sin can claim you. The devil cannot claim you. You are mine and I am here with you. And what a gift that is to the one who has faith. And this gift is the very gift we lean on That assures us that we will not be drowned by temptation. Christ has saved us from the time of trial. Amen. for new life in the church, new hope for the world, and God's love for all who are in need. Lord God, you have given us the wonderful sacrament of the body and blood of your son as a memorial to his suffering and death. Work in us through this sacrament so that we may proclaim your kingdom and that we may be empowered to love one another as you have loved us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Blessed Lord, give to us the same mind as that of your Son, Jesus, who humbled himself for us and in obedience accepted death. Guide us by your Holy Spirit to humble ourselves for your sake and for the sake of the whole world. Lord, in your mercy, our Lord God, help us remember all poor and neglected in our community, the homeless and the poor, the elderly, and all who have no one to care for them. Help us to heal encourage and comfort those who are broken in spirit teach us to love and serve the least among us lord in your mercy Hear our lord god bless your church and provide for her faithful pastors and workers that we may keep the faith and not be led astray by every wind of change give strength courage and wisdom to our bishop daniel and to all ministers that they may faithfully proclaim your word Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Almighty Lord, guide those in authority in our land, especially our President Joseph and our Congress, that our laws may be just and may lead to the pursuit of virtue. Give them the grace to be your servants for the good of your people. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, comfort those in any distress and grant healing to the sick, peace to those who are troubled. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our praise for the lives of the saints who faithfully served you, who modeled to us how to love our neighbor, and who now rest from their labors. Keep us in fellowship with all of your saints and bring us at last to your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. We pray to you, O God, in the name of the one who endured the cross, forgives our sins, and feeds us at his table, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. Gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. It
2: is, right to give our thanks and praise.
0: it is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and Merciful Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ, whose suffering and death gave salvation to all. You gather your people around the tree of the cross, transforming death into life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. O God of the universe, your mercy is everlasting and your faithfulness endures from age to age. Praise to you for creating the heavens and the earth. Praise to you for saving the earth from the waters of the flood. Praise to you for bringing the Israelites safely through the sea. Praise to you for leading your people through the wilderness to the land of milk and honey. Praise to you for the words and deeds of Jesus, your anointed one. Praise to you for the death and resurrection of Christ. Praise to you for your spirit poured out on all nations. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and cup, we remember our Lord's Passover from death to life. As we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ Christ has died, Christ Christ is is risen, Christ Christ will come come again. O God of resurrection and new life, pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine. Bless this feast and grace our table with your presence. Reveal yourself to us in the breaking of the bread. Raise us up as the body of Christ for the world. Breathe new life into us. Send us forth burning with justice, peace, and love. And with your holy ones of all times and places, with the With the earth and all its creatures, with sun and moon and stars, we praise you, O God, blessed and holy trinity, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks Thanks be to God. give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord.
3: My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night. for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many young bulls encircle me, strong bulls of shaw and surround me. They open wide their jaws at me, like the slicing and roaring lion. I have poured out like water, all my bones are out of joint. My heart within my breast is melting wax. My strength is dried up like a pot shear. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth, and you have laid me in the dust of death. Packs of dogs close me in, a band of evil doers circle around me, they pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones while they stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among them, for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, be not far away. Oh, my help, hasten to my aid. Deliver me from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild bulls. You have rescued me. I will declare your name to my people. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, give praise. All you, Jacob's line, give glory. Stand in awe of the Lord, all you offspring of Israel. For the Lord does not despise, nor abhor the poor in the poverty. Neither is the Lord's face hidden from them. But when they cry out, the Lord hears them. From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I will perform my vows in the sight of those who fear the Lord. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Let those who seek the Lord give praise. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations shall bow before God. For dominion belongs to the Lord, who rules over the nations. Indeed, all who sleep in the earth shall bow down and worship. All who go down to the dust, though they be dead, shall kneel before shall serve the Lord, whom they shall proclaim to generations to come. They shall proclaim God's deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying to them, The Lord has acted.